Welcome to episode 223 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about Joe Biden's lying. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and see discussions going on about the federal government's collusion with big tech in order to censor dissent, or fossil fuels, or the corruption at the FBI, or digital currency, or the deadly COVID virus comes up, please share the Truth Quest podcast with your friend. Tell them to browse the episode titles and dive into whatever topics pique their interest. Episodes are available on a host of platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. And I recently joined Telegram. You can find me there as well. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and give it a five-star rating, hit the like button, or better yet, subscribe to the podcast. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. I think we all would agree that most politicians lie. It's basically part of their job description. Well, maybe lie is a bit strong. All politicians exaggerate or stretch the truth. Unfortunately, it seems like the politicians that rise to the top nationally, especially on the Democratic side of the aisle, tend to carry this practice a bit to an extreme because they know the alphabet soup conspiracy media rarely, if ever, calls them out or fact-checks them. Sure, talk radio, Fox News, and other legitimate outlets point out the lies, but none of those folks are voting Democrat anyway, so who cares? On the other hand, if a national Republican utters a single word out of place, they are routinely crucified in the liberal media and hopefully called out by the conservative outlets as well. So it just doesn't pay to lie if you're a non-liberal national politician. I must say, the current resident of the United States is easily the goat when it comes to lying politicians. I mean, sure, Clinton lied about Lewinsky, and sure, Obama lied about keeping your doctor and keeping your health care plan and lowering health care costs. And sure, both of them lied us into military confrontations, as did George W. Bush, but none of them can hold a candle to Joe Biden. When you look at the man holistically, look at his entire career, as I did in episode 91, you realize that this guy is likely a pathological or sociopathic liar. He is and always was an arrogant, egotistical guy, almost childlike in his desire to one-up other people. Look at me, look at me. I mean, this guy lies and demonstrates no shame, no guilt, and no remorse. And at this point in his life, clearly dealing with some form of dementia, he repeats lies he has told in the past, even ones the Washington Post has given him four Pinocchios for. You may ask why. Well, because he never suffers any consequences, and he clearly suffers from some kind of personality disorder, sociopath or psychopath. I mean, the dude's weird. Forget his compulsive or pathological lying. What's up with his penchant for smelling girls and women? Talk about a personality disorder. Thus the name Creepy Joe. Clearly, I have no love for Joe. As I've said, he is an unimpressive man with few accomplishments worthy of admiration. I think the dude likely sold his soul to the devil decades ago in order to obtain and maintain the power he has had all these years. What does it say about a man whose most impressive ability is his lifelong habit of unapologetically lying? This episode is dedicated to some of Joe's most famous lies since the alphabet soup conspiracy media ignores them. 
I want to put them in one place for future reference. Please use this episode in the years to come when your liberal friends and family members start talking shit about a non-liberal politician who gets caught lying. Ask them what they had to say about Joe Biden's 50-year political career of lies. Here are a few examples to throw in their face. His grandfather was an all-American football player. He was not. He knows nothing about the Biden crime family, knows nothing about Hunter's business endeavors, despite the fact that former business associates contradict this story, and he traveled with Hunter on many of his foreign endeavors. More recently, he claimed that his student loan forgiveness program was voted on by Congress. It was not. He claimed to have once been a truck driver. He was not. Oh, and he repeatedly tells the lie that Capitol Hill police officer Brian Sicknick died on January 6th at the hands of Trump supporters. He died on January 7th from a stroke. What kind of man talks like this? Blatantly lies, repeats lies that have previously been debunked. You can't blame his current mental state for that either. He's been doing this long before he got dementia. Here are some of Biden's greatest hits in his own words. This first montage is my favorite. I want you to note the arrogance in his voice. This is decades ago. This clip alone demonstrates that he has been suffering from some kind of personality disorder for much of his adult life. Senator Joseph Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like. When it comes to the shitty economy that the Biden administration has ushered in, Joe just denies, denies, denies. I think the administration's strategy is to hypnotize the American people into not believing their eyes or their investments or their checking accounts or their grocery bills. No, no one is predicting a recession now. We are not in a recession. Even though the very definition of a recession that we've used for decades is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth, that doesn't apply now because a Democrat is residing over the economy and the alphabet soup conspiracy media will say whatever they're told and the Democrat voters tend not to be intellectually curious and seekers of truth, so they'll just feed them spoonfuls of bullshit day after day, and they'll keep voting. Continuing the hypnosis about the economy. Economic growth is up, the price of inflation is down, real incomes are, on, going, are up, and the price of gas is down. Folks continue to spend, but now a more stable pace than during our rapid recovery last year. All of that besides the part about consumer spending, is a lie. Wages are not up, gas prices are not down, nor is inflation. Oh, and don't believe your eyes at the gas pump either. The most common price of gas in America is $3.39, down from over $5 when I took office. And then there's this. 
dramatically brought down the cost of energy. According to liberal rag Snoops.com, the most common price of gas in America at the time Biden uttered those words in October of 2022 was $389, not $339. Oh, and according to AAA, in January 2021, when Joe was inaugurated, gas prices averaged $2.39, not $5. Not only is this a lie, but Joe is purposely causing gas and diesel prices to skyrocket by restricting drilling on federal lands and waters, which accounts for about 15 to 20 percent of U.S. production. When Trump took office in 2017, the U.S. was producing around 9 million barrels a day. It peaked at 13 million. COVID hit and took us down to 10 to 11 million. Today, we are just under 12 million barrels a day, which doesn't sound too bad until you realize that according to industry experts, we could easily be at 15 million, meaning Biden's executive orders on drilling is purposely holding down the supply, which every Ecom 101 student knows Lower supply equals higher prices. But it's Putin's fault, not mine, says Joe. Despite the ongoing and purposeful elevation of gas and diesel prices, the response from Biden and the International Criminal Organization, formerly known as the Doomsday Cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, is to shut the hell up and buy an electronic vehicle. And don't you dare ask the next logical series of questions like, can the current electric grid handle millions of additional EVs? Or... Is there a plan to bolster the grid in order to handle millions of additional EVs? Or is there a plan to replace the fossil fuel-driven energy with renewables? Next up, inflation. What inflation? There's no inflation. It's transitory. My plans do not add to inflationary pressure. If we pass the other two things I'm trying to get done, we will in fact reduce inflation. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. No serious economist. We know a lot of folks are struggling with inflation, driven by Putin's war in Ukraine and the global pandemic. I mean, of course, Joe Biden didn't push the Federal Reserve to print an additional $2 trillion on top of the unprecedented $6 trillion that Trump printed as he handed checks out to every man, woman, child, and corporation in America during the COVID fiasco. Nah, Joe figured, what's another $2 trillion? Answer, massive price inflation. Here's another gem from Joe. I commuted every single day, 263 miles a day on Amtrak from the time I got elected United States Senator. As a matter of fact, when I was vice president, I used to like to take the train home because my mom was very sick and dying, and I'd come home every weekend to make sure I'd take the train home. And Secret Service, and I'm not criticizing them, legitimately would rather me fly because it's safer, because too many people can get on and off, et cetera. I'm getting on one Friday, and then one of the senior guys on Amtrak, Angelo Negri, I got to know all the conductors really well. They became my friends. I mean, really, my genuine friends. I'd have them at my home at Christmas and during the summer. And Ange walks up to me and he goes, Joey, baby, grabs my cheek. And I thought the Secret Service was going to blow his head off. I said, I swear to God, true story. I said, no, no, he's a friend. He said, I said, what's up, Angie? He said, Joey, I read in the paper, I read in the paper, you travel 1,000 to 1,200,000 miles on Air Force planes because they keep meticulous tabs of it. I said, yeah. He said, big, I won't say the whole thing, big deal. So you know how many miles you travel on Amtrak, Joey? 
And I said, no. He said, the boys and I figured out the retirement dinner. He said, they traveled 2 million, I think it was 180, but 2 million, 200,000 miles. So how'd you get that in? He said, well, 267 miles a day. We figured you traveled 119 days a year for 36 years, and then you traveled as vice president. He goes, so Joey, I don't want to hear this about the Air Force anymore. I'm a train guy. This story was debunked years ago, before he became the resident of the United States, yet he has told that story at least half a dozen times since taking office. The truth is, the Amtrak conductor at the center of the story, Angelo Degri, yeah, he uh, retired from Amtrak in 1993 and died in May of 2014. Biden didn't hit the million miles flown mark as vice president until he had been in office for more than six and a half years, at which point Negri was dead. He just made the story up and repeats it over and over again. When it came to COVID, Joe had no shame. Take the damn vax. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated, even though the vaccine is safe, effective, and free. While the vaccines provide strong protection for the vaccinated, we read about and hear about and we see the stories of hospitalized people, people on their deathbeds, among the unvaccinated over the past few weeks. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals, are overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units, leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis or cancer. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. You're not going to get COVID if you get the vaccine. No, that was a lie. The vaccines are safe and effective. Nope, that was a lie too. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Nope, actually the opposite, in fact, is true. We're, you're going to protect yourself and those around you. Again, that's a lie. The vaccinated shed the virus and pass it on to people as much, if not more, than the unvaccinated. The only true statement in those two clips was, quote, this is not about freedom or personal choice. Damn right it's not, because he and most of the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, are a bunch of authoritarians who have no patience for dissent and people who think for themselves, people who do their own research. Here's some more lies from President Biden. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia. This is all about keeping working folks and ordinary folks that I grew up with from being able to vote. Check out episode 145, where I explain what a sack of shit liar President Biden is and provide you with the truth about Georgia's election integrity law. But in a few words, it, basically it made it easier to vote and harder to cheat, which is why our sold his soul to the devil resident and every other prominent national Democrat felt compelled to ridicule and lie about the law because they can't win elections without cheating. The cost of these bills in terms of adding to the deficit is zero. 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 This guy literally thinks that his voters are a bunch of mind-numb robots. Okay, Mr. Resident, a bill passed by Congress costs zero dollars. Right. And one of the things you'll notice about Biden is when he repeats words, 
You know he's lying. I'll talk about his other tells in a few minutes. Let me say that again. Be crystal clear. No one making less than $400,000 a year will pay a single additional penny in tax for all these things that were in the, in, in the Build Back Better plan. If you're a husband and wife, school teacher, and a cop, you're paying at a higher rate than the average person making a billion dollars a year is. Nope. That's a lie, too. And if you consider the hidden tax known as price inflation, as we've already discussed, the people who are hurt most are those who live on a fixed income or low income Americans. Biden loves to tell the story in order to make himself look like a foreign policy expert that he traveled over 17,000 miles with Chinese President Xi Jinping when he was vice president. The only way you can remotely accept this as truth is if you count the miles he traveled in order to meet with Z over the years. International travel can rack up some miles. What about the lie that his wife and child died in a car accident with a drunk driver who, quote, drank his lunch? This lie, along with the first clip where he arrogantly lied about his academic record, really demonstrate the sociopathic tendencies or personality disorders that I have been hinting at. His wife and one-year-old daughter, Naomi, were killed in an automobile accident in 1972, but the wife caused the accident, and the other driver was not drunk. In fact, he and his family have sued Biden several times over the years to stop him from telling that lie. Along with telling the world that his son Hunter is the smartest guy he knows, which may not be a lie, if it's true, it says a lot about the company that Joe keeps, but Along with that gem, Joe had this to say about his other son, Bo. Just imagine, I mean it sincerely, I say this as a father of a man who won the Broad Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. Bo Biden died in 2015 as a result of brain cancer. He did not die in Iraq. Joe's lying is not restricted to the spoken word. He left the 1988 presidential run in disgrace for plagiarism. Do a search on Biden plagiarism 1988 and you'll see for yourself. There are other instances of plagiarism as well. He got caught plagiarizing a paper in law school. According to a faculty report, Biden, quote, used five pages from a published law review article without quotation or attribution, end quote. In a letter to law school faculty pleading not to be dismissed, Biden wrote, quote, if I had intended to cheat, would I have been so stupid? I value my word above all else, end quote. Answer, yes, Joe, you would have been so stupid. You have proven yourself to be a dunce your whole life. And I value my word above all else? That is particularly rich, wouldn't you say, given the content of this episode? This day, 30 years ago, Nelson Mandela walked out of prison and entered into discussions about apartheid. I had the great honor of meeting him. I had the great honor of being arrested with our UN ambassador on the streets of Soweto trying to get to see him on Robbins Island. That's a completely fabricated story. Speaking of fabricated stories, how about this one? You know, I, I, I married a, a beautiful woman from Skinny Atlas Lake, was it Syracuse? I met her on spring break and fell head over heels in love with her and uh, gave up a starting job on the football team in Delaware to come up uh, uh, every weekend. A University of Delaware assistant sports information director said there is no record of Biden lettering in football at the school. 
Biden told the American people that Trump's tax cuts only benefited the top 1%. None other than CNN pronounced that a lie, citing 82% of American middle-class households received a tax cut, and 90% of Americans saw an increase in take-home pay. The tax cuts raised wage growth by 3.3% and helped foster historic lows in unemployment. This next one is particularly delicious. This was just a couple weeks ago. Biden said, quote, On our watch, for the first time in 10 years, seniors are going to get the biggest increase in their Social Security checks they've ever gotten, end quote. That doesn't even make sense as I'm reading it, but basically he's saying that he's responsible for giving seniors a raise, which, come to think of it, he is responsible for, so maybe that's not a lie. As Breitbart points out, Quote, the remarks are misleading because it misses important context. Social Security checks are rising 8.7% in 2023 because they were adjusted to the skyrocketing inflation that has occurred under Biden's presidency. In fact, the cost of living adjustment, which is what Social Security rates are tied to, was the highest it has increased in 40 years. End quote. The Biden White House Twitter account which tweeted the same claim, but was hit with a fact check by Twitter, which is incredible in and of itself, they had to delete that post shortly thereafter. Never forget what causes price inflation. I know I already mentioned this, but I can't say it enough. Biden pushed the Federal Reserve to print $2 trillion on top of Trump's $6 trillion. The increase in the money supply is what causes prices to rise and therefore Social Security checks to increase. Because of the help I had from the senators in the Democratic Congress, we literally cut the federal debt in half by $1.4 trillion. False. The U.S. national debt just topped $31 trillion for the first time last month. I want to end this episode by pointing out Biden's tells. You'll always know he's getting ready to lie, or actually most of the time he's right in the middle of it and he realizes that what he's saying probably isn't that truthful, and he throws out something like, this is no joke, or no lie, or swear to God, or true story, or I mean this sincerely, or simply, that's a fact. I think that this is one of the most depressing episodes I've ever produced. On a human level, Joe is a pathetic creature. He clearly has had a personality disorder his entire adult life. He has been telling tales and lying his entire political career, which means he was a low-life liar before then. It's not hard to see how a guy like that, who has no soul, no moral compass, would end up peddling influence and laundering money through his sex and drug-addicted son's businesses. It's not hard to imagine a man like that taking inappropriate showers with his daughter. As Joe would say, true story, or no lie. Do a search on Ashley Biden's diary and read for yourself. But most importantly, it's a sad state of affairs that in America, lifelong douchebags and intellectual lightweights like Joe Biden can rise to the top. And that's the truth about Joe Biden's lying. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.